Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. And welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake, joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello. And Miss Tiffany Wilson. Hey, hey. Today is June 20th, 2023. We are a day late on recording Sunday Gravy as we would normally do on Mondays. Uh, Monday was busy, so it's Tuesday, <laughs> and here we be. It um, was a Monday. Yeah. Yes. Definitely it was Monday. Monday all day long. All day. But uh, we are here to review uh, Sunday June 18th, 2023. Uh, just coming to you as a follow-up for that. Uh, it was the third part of our In Christ series here at High Point. Uh, but before that, like it's been very eventful since our last episode of Sunday Gravy. Mm-hmm. What all has been going on? What all has been going on? Well, what's been going on? <laughs> what's been going on? You, were, you went to camp. I did. You went to I, beach camp with our student ministry. I yeah, I heard that yeah. was awesome. Where'd you go? Grocery store? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I heard that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, student beach camp was amazing. Everybody that went um, knows exactly what I'm talking about. They are most definitely coming back with a, a different purpose in mind. And so anything we could have dreamed up to happen for our students at this camp, um, we couldn't. we couldn't have dreamed it up better. I mean, because what happened was something that really has no explanation, but just God really moved among our students. Uh, I've been sensing that anyway, and um, listeners may not know this, but right now we don't even have a youth pastor at our church. We're kind of in between youth pastors, and so it's an interesting time for our students because they're really learning how to unify. They're really learning how to be the family of God to each other and not just rely on, you know, one person to kind of you know, be their spiritual mojo. Like they're really locking in with each other. And so there's a lot of accountability. This is how you know you had a good beach camp. Mm-hmm. When there's accountability, kids are coming back and they're starting small, uh, small group Bible studies and they're they're calling each other and stuff. And then the part that just blows my mind, here I am the senior pastor and my phone is being blown up by students who are wanting scripture, who are wanting to you know, just they want more. There's a hunger there. And so anyway, this actually tomorrow night, I'm meeting with students here and we're going to talk about how to break down scripture. And this is all per their request. And so, so it's, 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 it's interesting. So I, like I told the church Sunday, if you want to know if we had a good camp, come and talk to me six months from now or a year from now. Mm-hmm. But I, I, well, I can't speak to that because we're not there yet. What I am already seeing is a move of God among our students, and so I'm excited and to share that fantastic news. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't think of what I did <laughs> while y'all were doing that. Um, oh, I did. I did preach two Sundays while you yeah. were. Okay, I'm gonna take over right here and say this, Mr. Blake Wingo, masterfully. <laughs> masterfully. To, because this series in Christ, the first, you know, the very first one is the 
you know, the opener, the intro. It gets everybody kind of like in the same lane, if you will. And it's very difficult to do, to, to take an entire congregation, get them all locked in on one. And right out of the gate, Blake took it and rock and rolled with it. And then he come back with part two. And I'm just telling you, part two just, I mean, part one was amazing. And I didn't think you could top it. And then I got to part two. And I was extremely convicted by it. And I said this to my wife in the car as we were driving back from the beach. I said, that sermon there needs to be piped into every church in America. So if you want to hear that message, you need to go to highpointcommunitychurch.org and go to our sermon page. I guess it's media. Um, it says sermons. Yeah. Is it say sermons? Yeah. Or you can download our app yep. and, and click on sermons and you'll see part one and part two. He masterfully walks through Romans chapter three. And I am excited mm-hmm. to say that, you know, um, those first two parts was done so well that in all honesty, I was a little intimidated. I was coming back going, part three is going to be really a letdown. But uh. He's saying this, so I won't quit before the end of the day. But <laughs> not I did, true? But I did no, have a fun. not true? No, he was, but when he, he was bragging on it like that uh, during his sermon, <laughs> and I was sitting beside his daughter, or like a couple of chairs down, there was a, you know... Uh, there was a space in between us. I didn't want it. I mean, not that I wouldn't sit right beside. Okay, this is getting weird. But I didn't. Move I didn't, along. I didn't want to make it sound like we were holding Open hands. Mouth, insert foot. Yeah, it's just getting more. Awkward. You're talking about. Right yeah, it's just getting more. Awkward. I was sitting in the pro- in the vicinity in the vicinity of Ivy, uh, his daughter Ivy, and when they and when Joey started uh, bragging on me there, you know, I I looked at her and I just like reached over and kind of like you know. Flicked her on the elbow, and she looked at me, you know, kind of startled, like, why are you touching me? And I was like, I said, are you listening? <laughs> Listen. Are you listening? Listen. Anyway. It was, all, oh, yeah. I was just, I, it was the only way I could deflect in the moment, you know. It took her all of about two minutes to tell me that that took place. She was like, while you were bragging on Blake, he was making sure that I knew <laughs> that you were bragging on him. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was a good time, but uh, no, I I don't I don't know I I, I had a lot going on, but it, it, you know it's it's weird how you feel like so busy, and then as soon as you hit reset to the next week, it's like you don't remember anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't uh, remember. I do remember I spent a few hours at Gardendale's emergency room with my four year old getting stitches, so that oh, yeah. was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sent yeah. one to beach camp, and two hours later, I had to take the other one to the ER. Yeah. So it was a day. <laughs> yeah. So. Because my whole family was at beach camp yeah, with, all you, years went. with you guys. So mm-hmm. I, I was by myself. That's a lot of my, um, a lot of, a lot of my time was spent taking care of a teacup multi-poo <laughs> that I didn't want to exist. But you now love and adore. Not at all. <laughs> We're not friends. What episode did we introduce this dog on? I don't know. Mm. You were not happy. Yeah. No, I'm still not happy about it. It's a very so, recent thing. Yeah. But I'm, it is a reality. Yeah, yeah, so I had to take care of that thing while they were gone. Um, <laughs> anyway, and they're they're gonna have they're gonna have them another beach trip with the uh, you know some of their family coming up that I'll have to take care of it again. So well, can't yeah. wait, <laughs> can't wait. Well, this weekend was Father's Day. Did y'all have a good weekend? Yeah. Is there anything special? Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. 
I, we can't say I much. Get, I give like, them a C for effort. We, we <laughs> incriminate ourselves. I got, I got taken after church to go pick out my Father's Day gift. <laughs> Unpurchased at that moment? Yeah. It was fine. I mean, that's fine. I mean, at least I get what I want. But what did, what did you get? Did you get anything? I did. It's kind of hard to explain. But <laughs> so I got a I got three things that that fit inside a gift bag. The first one was a um um what do you call it? The uh bandana? bucket bucket hat. Oh, okay. The little bucket hat thing. Yeah. Why'd you get bandana out well, of that? Because you you look like Mr. Miyagi putting the bandana <laughs> on Daniel's son. I didn't know what you were doing. Focus. Yeah, uh, I didn't no. know what you were doing with your hands. Yeah, so now I got a bucket hat and then I got a a leather is a leather rhinoceros. Oh, that's that's special. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because you got the thing with rhinos. I do. I got the thing you with got rhinos. Thing with rhinos. Yeah, which is also special. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please stop. But it 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 will sit on my desk. Yes. Okay. Nice. Rhinos, best illustration of faith ever. But anyway, okay. So we'll move on. And then the third thing, which y'all will like, but it's kind of hard to explain. And I was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I, I like it. It's going to sit probably not in my office. It's probably going to sit up in our in our room where we have a lot of our Star Wars stuff. Yeah. But they got me. It's It has the little wooden base, right? And then the little glass that slides into the base. Mm-hmm. But the base has little LED lights. Light. So yeah. it lights up the glass. And on the glass are four different lightsabers, different colors, and the kids picked out their own lightsaber color. And so, like, it had Max with a, you know, I guess that was like a purple lightsaber or whatever, and then it had... So it was like different color lightsabers that the kids picked the color, and so they had it customed for me. And so when you turn those little LED lights on, it all lights up, and it's, you know... It's just makes them look 3D, sort of. Yeah, it really does. And it looks. It Remember, look, I it's gave cool. you. I gave you that thing. Remember the thing that I gave you that was the. It was the uh, Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Is that right? I've what? seen those before. I gave you a Millennium Falcon. That's a 3D one like that. It's like a little piece of acrylic inside of a base. Ain't isn't it in your office here? No, you didn't give me a Millennium Falcon. I don't remember that. Or was it a Death Star? <laughs> I bought Kyle one of those one you time. But one. this was not they no, changed. this is not like three D. Like this is Yeah, I know. It's like it's it's like it's a piece engraved of acrylic. going to the glass and when the light hits yeah, it, yeah. it kinda yeah. 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 I gave you one. It's in your office here, dude. Are you serious? <laughs> We're gonna have to go downstairs well, yeah. and prove it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pause. No, I'm just kidding. We we'll have to go We're down <laughs> as soon as this is over with, we'll have to go look. I'm almost certain it's in your office here. There's hmm. no way. Right. Well, you might have taken it home and put it in that room, but I gave when you... When did you give it to me? Several years ago. For what? I don't know. <laughs> Why would you give me a gift? I gave it to you. It may have been on your birthday or something. I don't know what... No. I pr- Dude, I promise you, I gave you a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way. I would Falcon. remember that. Or a Death Star. It was one of the two. It's a black base mm. with a piece of acrylic that's etched on there. Just like you're describing, and it has light in the base, and when you turn it on, it looks like it's 3D. Hmm. My son had one that it was interchangeable, and you could take the little thing. Like, yeah. It was almost like putting a yeah. disc in, and you could yeah, take yeah, it yeah. out. So it had the Millennium Falcon and the Death Star. I just feel like you and I would have a better bond <laughs> if I you had what? actually given us that. <laughs> I did give you that. Really? Yes. Okay. I promise. All right. 
I we'll, we'll have to report on the next episode if there was actually it's, literally it's, there's exchange. a Millennium Falcon. It's in either office. in your office here or it's in your upstairs room at your house. There's no way something like that would just have been left in a closet. I'm I'm pretty certain it's here at the church because okay. I believe I've seen it a few times. Okay. But I did give it to you. I remember I could show you the order on Amazon. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. It'll be I mean, it'll be embarrassing how cheap it was, but <laughs> I must say, I'll get to see it all. Pull the curtain I, back. I think it was like you know, $14.99 or something okay. like that. But I see yeah. what I'm worth. $15 Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I got to pick out my own gift, so I picked me out some rubber flip-flops. <laughs> Ufos. Mm. Have you ever had any of those? I've heard of them. They're, they're uh, called recovery Shoes. Orthopedic. Shoes. Yeah, they are. Are they orthopedic? They are, but they're really comfortable. Well, I'll Anybody tell you, see my orthopedic flip flops? I'll tell you who turned me on to him was uh, Varden. He has some oh. UFOs slides. Okay. He was yeah. like, you know, and he's been saying for months, hey, once you go UFOs, you won't go back. I promise you. So <laughs> I finally, I was like, I need some flip flops because I am about to go on a beach vacation for a few days. And that's what, and so I'll, yeah, I was because I, they were kids and cast were asking me, "What do you need?" And I was like, "I kind of need some flip flops because the only ones I have are like worn out." Mm-hmm. And so I went in this place and I was looking at flip flops and it came up. Now they are a little expensive. When you put them on, they're like super squishy. Mm. It's like walking on clouds. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like walking okay. on clouds. I think you bought them just so you could say UFOs. UFOs. Yes. O O F O S. Ufos. Okay. All right. Um, speaking of the beach. Say what? <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Never. Never are. This isn't funny. This is just interesting. Okay. All right. This is the, you know. Uh, just crazy world kind of stuff that mm-hmm. we live in. Octopuses, octopi is what it should say. So NPR messed that up. Okay, isn't that the plural of octopus? You should email them. Is is it the plural? Is it? Of, I don't. Know. Isn't it octopi? I got to look that up. <laughs> right. For all the listeners, I am sitting in the room with two people who love to find mistakes that others make. So you are experiencing this. Octopuses may sound peculiar to some, but this is the preferred plural. (laughs) My bad, NPR. (laughs) (laughs) Octopuses tweak the RNA in their brains to adjust to warmer and cooler waters. Okay. I just think this is interesting. I think octopuses are aliens, and they just haven't decided to communicate with us yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You want me to match the button? Push the button. Which one? Yes. That or that one? No, not that one. What do you? What do you? I just wanted to see if you could guess. Oh, you want the. No. Wait, I know which one you want. <laughs> you want, uh, okay, octopuses are aliens, and they just haven't decided to communicate with us just yet. 
Yes. Is that it? Or did you want crickets? I wanted crickets. My bad. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't reading the room. You. <laughs> I mean. Octopuses are curious and clever. They can solve mazes and puzzles, use tools, and master, and they are masters of com- camouflage. These complex abilities are powered by their sophisticated and giant brains. You know their brain mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. massive yeah. percentage-wise compared to other things. Now in the journal Cell, researchers report that octopuses are able to edit genetic information to quickly re-sculpt their brains when confronted with changes in their environment. That's really interesting. These, these findings cast new light on the incredible adapti- adaptability of these shape-shifting creatures and may help scientists design therapeutics for problematic mutations in our own bodies. What? Man, give me some of that octopus medicine. That's what yeah, I want. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> some of that. Some of that. Give me one of them octopus limbs or something. Uh, octopuses are considered one of the smartest inver- invertebrate animals on the planet with sophisticated brains and complex nervous systems. In other animals, such big brains typically need to be treated with care. Anyway, it goes into all this. It's all kinds of crazy stuff that it starts talking about. But uh, essentially... They are literally able to rewire the way that their brain maps information on the fly. Like, Hmm. at a genetic level. That's Hmm. pretty cool. They're aliens, and they just haven't told us yet. I'm going to need you to build out that body of work. So, um, (laughs) octopus is an alien. Well... Maybe not, but listen. All right, octopus. Have so, over- are you saying that they adapted to water? Is that what you're saying? That maybe before. Let Let me just say it this way. There's more about octopuses that we don't understand than mm-hmm. what we do understand. Mm-hmm. Vastly more. Vastly more that we don't understand. You disagree? I don't disagree. I mean, that's, that's serious. It's the edge of the frontier. Is that what you're saying? Uh, let me read it. Octopuses have overcome that their challenges with a unique trick hidden inside their cells. It, it has to do with a molecule called RNA. Now, that's something we're familiar with because right. of the whole. All mm-hmm. right. So, which is used to help translate DNA into proteins that make up our bodies. Mm. So, that's what RNA, a lot of people confuse RNA with DNA. It's not the same thing. Right. All right. So, to use an analogy, let's say you want to make a loaf of bread and you walk into a library filled with cookbooks. That cookbook itself, it's already printed, and I can't change the book, says Matthew Burke, a biologist from St. Francis University. But what I can do is make a copy and then take it home to my kitchen and bake bread. Here in this illustration, the cookbooks are the DNA, which is hard-coded and it doesn't change. The bread is the protein that your body wants to make. And the RNA is the copy of that recipe that explains how to do it. RNA doesn't tend to change all that much. It's just the messenger. But what if you're missing an ingredient like butter? If those are the instructions you have, you're kind of sunk. But if you know that oil would work just as well, if you could edit that recipe and put that in, then that gives you flexibility and that's exactly what octopuses are able to do. Hmm. Hmm. 
In other words, so they give can, an example of something that they do. They give some there, like an uh, experiment an article, they've done. They do. Let's see. Let's see. It really has to do one of the ones that the the main um, example of that and how they discovered it is in their adaptation on, based on water temperature, and that's all happening at, at like a neurological level. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Because I, w- I was kind of expecting, I wonder maybe if they could change their body mass to take on more pressure and go deeper yes. into the ocean. Yes. That's another example that's used. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I've also heard the octopuses will like, they'll fill out a space if they need to like squeeze through somewhere. Mm-hmm. They'll fill it out to see if like it's too small to fit through. Hmm. And it's like, and the thing about it is, is they're able to make those adjustments for their body and like my body needs to essentially it needs you know so say you walk into this you walk outside and it's humid outside and you start sweating profusely because it's hot and it's humid mm-hmm. we'll say octopus is put and and no matter what you do from now on when you walk outside it's hot and humid. so say that's the octopus could could say okay if we were an octopus, okay, let's I feel like this is going downhill. <laughs> if you were an octopus, <laughs> I feel like Chris Farley trying to sell something on Tommy Boy. No, wait, it's got to be your hey. bull. <laughs> hey, you remember that time? <laughs> uh, so if you were an octopus, it would be like you walk outside, that happens, and then you go back inside and you're like, wait, wouldn't it be better if when I walked outside, if it was warm? that my skin temperature would would cool and react as a reaction but without having the sweat or whatever you know what i mean like for whatever your brain conceives and now you tell your body to respond that way and then the next time you walk outside it responds the way you told it to Mm. not the way that nature told it to. so what you're saying is the octopus is going to take over the world eventually (sighs) you heard it here first Mm. (laughs) Char- you, you know what you're doing. wasn't scary enough. <laughs> no, what you're what you're describing is that oct- octopuses, not octopi, octopuses are ultimately going to become the Borg. Yes. The what? See, you know what I'm talking about. The Borg, the Borg from the Star B- Trek. Mm, I'm not a Star Trek guy. Okay, that's fine. But the Borg was basically a life form that would adapt to like if it ever lost a battle it would immediately adapt to how it lost the battle and the next time you would not be able to use that strategy against them exactly mm-hmm. that's exactly were, what's happening that's the like, borg and the borg would take over minds and literally take over the world that was kind of the whole point of the yeah, borg they were like it's half co- human half machine but they were also like all the people were like one mind i think they might have an in- entire civilization somewhere that we don't even know about exactly atlantis octopuses <laughs> and we're only coming across the ones that just happen to be that just we're just getting cousin jeb we're just we're just getting the ones that are on walkabout you know <laughs> that's the only ones that we're running into you know oh man so think about how many more there are it's like cockroaches for every one you see there's a hundred you don't you know please stop <laughs> Have you ever uh, seen one up close? An octopus? Yeah. I've held one. I have too. I've held one at the bottom of the ocean because I don't know if you knew this, but I'm a fatty certified scuba diver. <laughs> do you have a picture? <laughs> I do. 
<laughs> yes, I you do. do. My mom's been attacked by an octopus. <clears throat> I was... I, <laughs> I caught one. You can just, you just glaze over it if you want to. Back right? up. <laughs> Your mom was attacked by an octopus. Yep. Yep. I need details. <laughs> On a night dive, we were in Cozumel. I like to say it that way, Cozumel. And we uh, we were on a night dive, and we were doing a reef dive. Uh, so for those of you who aren't Patty Certified Scuba Divers, uh, <laughs> what, how that works is... He's just got to say it. I know. <laughs> A reef dive, generally, it's not just, you don't just get out of the boat and drive down to the reef and then come back up to the boat. That's not how that works. Right. So, because the ocean has these things called currents that most people forget about. <laughs> Except for the certified scuba divers. We're fully aware. But uh, how those, it's called a drift dive. So, what happens is the boat drops you in a location, you go down, the boat leaves, mm. and then with, scary accuracy you can drift along this reef and then you can come back up and the boat would be waiting on you at your destination hmm. miles away sometimes that's neat it is neat yeah so anyway we were doing one of those dives at hmm. night and uh you see things at night that you don't see during the day one of those a lot of t you can see octopuses during the day but you'll see a lot more of them at night and so we got a hold of a small one and uh, we were holding it, and he would kind of latch onto your hand and stuff. And, like, you know, anyway. And my mom swims up, and she's, like, excited. And we're, like, pointing to her, and she's, you know, underwater. <laughs> like, that's an octopus, you know. And uh, <clears throat> and the guy – and I had passed it off to this other guy, and he holds it, like, in her direction. And when he held it at her, it leapt, like, shot off of him and latched itself around, like, on her – like around her neck, like oh, on her no. chest. And then when she reached up to grab it, it shot inside of her BC jacket. Like the the BC uh -huh. jacket is like the vest that you wear to hold your tank and everything. But it shot inside of it and was like swimming around like, I don't know if it was like. Like hiding in there? Hiding yeah. or attacking her or what. But that's what it looked like. It Because when it first shot off, it looked like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> she starts she's like she starts freaking out and so you know when you're 60 80 feet underwater like that's oh. one thing you don't want to do is freak out mm -hmm. oh yeah and uh so and how could you not there is an octopus inside your clothes yeah right. in your jacket so when she starts freaking out i'm seeing bubbles galore all of a sudden it looks like a hot tub down there and i, <laughs> I grab i grabbed her uh her air gauge and I look at it and normally like you look at your air gauge and it moves like the minute hand on a clock going backwards. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. so th this was, this was years ago. We had just regular analog ones. We didn't have digital ones at the time, but uh, yeah. So hers, hers is not, <laughs> it looks more like one of those smooth second hands. It's going like this because oh, she's no. using all of her air uh -huh. oh, no. really quickly Panicky. because yeah, she's got that regulator in her mouth and she's <laughs> <laughs> oh no anyway we were mm. able to get i was we were able to get her calmed down the other guy got it out of her jacket and yeah all well, was well. and you got to be careful of those things because i mean we caught one one time and it, i was trying to it was oozing across the deck of the boat and i was trying to pick it up off the deck and it was oh, yeah. suction cups were stuck to the deck and the deck cam was like hey man those things got teeth it'll bite you <laughs> and i went <laughs> i let it go i was like what i did not know that I they could either. bite you yeah 
Yeah, but it's like it depends on what kind it is, and like there. Yeah, I I don't know a whole lot about the different ones. The one that I held was not like that at all. Like it would, mm. I mean, it, it had suction. Like it would wrap itself around your hands, and it felt crazy on your hands. But it would not. Yeah, I didn't. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't get no teeth. But I I have a theory. Okay. The octopus, which is an alien mm-hmm. life form, sure was trying to embody your mom. That's why I wonder. was looking for a host. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, it might be in. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if it may have, like, I mean, we don't know. It might How have, do you know your mom is really your mom right now? It might have implanted a chip mm. in her, mm. something like that. Like, we don't know because they're so advanced, you know. Changed, I tell you what. Changed her DNA. Hey, you remember there was that one when it comes zoo? to When it comes to cooking, she's flawless, like almost perfection. So yeah, it's almost unhuman-like. I can't remember if it was National Football or I think it was World Cup. But you remember there was that one at a zoo that had picked 12 World Cup soccer winners in a row. I don't buy that stuff, man. And that's How like, did it pick? They, it, they put them in a tank and they put all the flags out there and was like whichever one it grabs a hold of. And it 12, 12 years in a row. Wow. It, it, or 12 World Cups in a row. It correctly selected the winner. Hmm. You That's just missing. made all you just made all the groundhog people excited. Right. I'm just throwing that out there. But That's as conspiracy theory as I'm I get. not buying that. Octopuses. I'm not buying <laughs> Octopuses from the future who knew who was gonna win the World Cup. <laughs> Speaking of people who knew we're gonna win the World Cup, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That is not a good transition. That was a great segue. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, You're trying to say uh, Jesus don't know who's going to win a World Cup? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's like that the, that's like that scene on uh that's like that scene on uh the one of the major league movies. You remember there was the guy who worshipped the little Buddha? Oh yeah, Joe Boo. Yeah, the big black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Serrano. Yeah, was, yeah, that's him. Yeah. yeah, and he had he had Joe Boo the statue, yes. and and the other guy comes because he keeps praying to Joe Boo because he wants to be able to hit a curveball. <laughs> and the guy says, "If you want to hit a curveball, maybe you should just start with accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior." <laughs> And the guy guy looks at him and says, uh, guy guy looks at him and says, oh, Jesus, like him very much. He's like, but he no help with curveball. And uh, and that other guy's like, you trying to tell me Jesus Christ can't hit a (laughs) curveball? Just bad, man. That's just so bad. Jesus knows who's going to win the World Cup. Anyway, so so we had a sermon series called In Christ. (laughs) Maybe you should brag on my other. I, I, look, I'm just after after what I saw with the L.A. Dodgers. I don't think Jesus is anywhere near baseball right yeah. now. I'm just throwing that out yeah. there. So, um, but now that we're talking about the sermon series, mm-hmm. uh, part three uh, in Christ, and and you'll have to forgive my notes; they're real sporadic. So you just got to kind of fill in the gaps or just let me go. One of the two. Me and so. you, me and you both did a really terrible job at note taking. I week. took notes. I got. I mean, look, I got. I got a pretty good bit of notes, but they're like you know. There was only three verses. I know. With about three points. Verse three, verse four, verse five, verse six. That's five. That's four five. verses. Three. Yeah, there's four. Four verses. See, isn't it weird how the mind you? Because I'm going three through six, and in my mind, I'm thinking three plus three is six. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that why you think weird. it's three. That's weird. weird. Yeah, um, but this was part three of the series in Christ. You started actually by talking about the student camp, 
mm-hmm. that we already talked about and how, you know, kids make, you know, made decisions and stuff like that. And you use a, use a, a funny illustration, but it was kind of take that into the message for mm-hmm. the day was talking about, you know, uh, in student, when you were in student ministry and you had, had a guy who would, uh, you know, call you because he's excited about his faith and stuff like that and excited mm. about God's word. But you said uh, he called you one time really late at night wanting to know what was the deal with John the Baptist. Is that what was it? Yeah, John it the was Baptist? three in the morning and yeah. he was crying and I thought something bad happened to him only to find out that he was struggling with John the Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible. <clears throat> but the... Uh, crying people. Yeah. Crying. At 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. Yeah. But the thing you said was, you know... Even though that that's silly, it's you know it's funny and whatever, whatever. But um, or may and maybe a little disturbing, but mm-hmm. but it, at the same time, it, it's uh, it's convicting because it's like you know when was the last time you couldn't sleep because of something in God's word, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that that brought us to our scripture, which was Ephesians chapter one. Uh, let's see, I've got the verses are outlined by the Trinity. You got verses that focus on the Father, the Son, verses. But verses that focus on the Father, verses that focus on the Son, and then verses that ho- focus on the Holy Spirit. Mm. Not necessarily in that order, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah, 3 through 6 was the Father, 7 through 8 was the Son, and 11 through 13, I believe, was Yeah, and so spirit. you were focusing on 3 through 6 because those are the ones that focus on the Father, and it mm-hmm. just ha- so happened to fit because it was Father Father's Day. Father's Day, yeah. yes. From there... Mm-hmm. I have no idea what happened until there was a <laughs> there was a Spurgeon quote that I really liked. <laughs> oh my goodness! You don't, you don't well, have an, you don't have that quote, do you? Uh, no. Okay, <laughs> I don't. But uh, but I can I can kind of give you the how we got to that point, and yeah. you could probably remember a lot of it. But basically, um, in verse three, it talks about heaven heavenly blessings um, that come from heavenly place or spiritual blessings that come from heavenly places, and mm. so. So I was talking about the difference between temporal blessings and heaven and and spiritual blessings. Like a lot of people, when they hear blessings, their their mind naturally gravitates towards temporal things like food, clothing, housing. Like mm-hmm. if I were to come up to you and say, you know, how has God blessed you? It'd be hard for you not to go, well, you know, He blessed me with a wonderful wife, a wonderful family. I got a wonderful job. He's right. blessed me, blessed me like that. But spiritual blessings is an entirely different ball game, and I thought Spurgeon just knocked it yeah. out of the park. Do you recall what translation you were using? Was it NIV? NIV, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse three is "Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ." In Christ, and that was the key. Mm-hmm. Was that these things when you are in Christ, then you naturally have a love and a desire or even appreciation for the spiritual blessings that are coming to you in Christ. And those spiritual blessings are not job, wife, family, money, you know, cars, homes, stuff like that. And I even mentioned the fact that um, Jesus pointed that out too, you know, um, that these are things that we should not have to worry about in life, you know, Um, that this is a, those kind of things are not things that should take up our mind space, yeah. If you will, uh, what what you're what, as a a person in Christ, what you're drawn to is the wonderful fact that you have been pardoned by sin. That you know, like I think uh, Spurgeon said it like this. He said it's better to get a new heart than a new coat. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's it's better to have these spiritual blessings than it is these temporal blessings. And I think we focus too much on temporal when we're talking about blessings. Yeah. So uh, ver- after that, it was uh, verses four and five. Um, you talked, you read four, and then you, but you mentioned five because mm-hmm. the the thought kind of carried across to five. I'll just read four and five together if that's mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Mm. So that, um, I was wondering what you were going to say there. <laughs> I think you were. So was everybody in the room. Yeah, it got, it was, uh, it, it, it got interesting. But you said, um, you did. I, I like what you said in telling people, you know, you want to know where, because obviously people hear that. They hear those words. It's like trigger words, right? Absolutely. Uh, chose us, predestined, mm-hmm. things like that. And so you said, you want to know where we stand on that? Come talk to us. Mm. Like, come come sit down, talk to us, find out what our stance is. Then uh, you even referenced, like, you know, Calvinism, Arminianism, stuff like that. Um, but a lot of what you said centered around the word in verse 5, which was adoption. Or mm-hmm. adoption. Uh, adoption. That's <laughs> how you said it. <laughs> Which I also used to get a laugh out of Ivy. So. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's see. There was a. I like the illustration from that uh, from that section that you used of uh, being the, being part of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what were you talking about in their in the father's house? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Just being part of a family, but you live in your father's house. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. my kids, my kids, they're I'm their father. So and they're my children, and they live in my house. And but they don't sleep in the guest room. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. a lot of times we don't realize what what a spiritual blessing it is to not to to have a father who loves you and considers you one of his own. And, and you don't have to live in the guest room mm-hmm. of God's house, you know. And, I, you know, I mean, I'm with the psalmist, better as one day. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, I would certainly sit at the, I would love to sweep the footsteps in front of God's house than live in the greatest mansion that the world has to offer. Um, but yeah. at the same time. No, yeah, give me a broom closet. I'll be happy. I'll yeah. be happy. I'll take it, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But, but it's so much more. I think we just don't realize that when we're in Christ. We are in the same way my kids don't live in the guest room. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, I must leave so that I can go prepare a place for you. You know, so, so that was kind of my illustration was my kids don't sleep in a guest room. They, they have their own place in our house because they have a place in my heart. And then on top of that, they don't come ask me for permission to eat out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. They don't come ask me for, you know, 20 bucks so they can go buy milk so that they can actually, you know, have a bowl of cereal. The reality is, is those are the kinds of things that as long as you're in my house, you don't have to be distracted by those things. And that's what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 6. He's like, why would you worry about your food and clothing you put on your body? He's like, doesn't he take care of the birds of the air? Doesn't he take Mm -hmm. care of the beautiful lilies of the field? I mean, like, why in the world are you worried about that? Let's focus on what you do have. Yeah. Yeah. In in Christ. Go ahead. I think my favorite thing about this particular passage that I realized one day is you talk about people looking forward to going to heaven, looking forward to, you know, being in God's house then. I think it's easy to forget that 
in this passage. It's in the past tense. Yeah. He has blessed. Mm. He has chosen. He's That's already it. given us all those things. That's They're it. already available to us, so we don't have to wait until we go to heaven or Jesus comes back. Like We can take advantage of that now, just like yeah. Blake's first couple of parts of this, of this series, talking about we're already justified. Yeah. Like God's already taken care of that for us. Yeah. So. It's like I sent you that link to Alistair Begg. You know, mm-hmm. it's just so good when you think about that he didn't, salvation was not a moral transformation inside of you. That's not what, that's not what you got. Yeah. You know, like what you got was something much more greater than that. It was a status change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your standing with God changed. Yeah. Like, you know, like it, it's, you're justified before yeah. him. Yeah. And and I think that's why I kind of got off a little bit Sunday into talking about when you're in Christ, you don't have to worry about the wrath of God. Yeah. And I know that didn't sit well with a lot of people. And I'm not sitting here saying, Hey, license to sin. And we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm with Paul. Why would you, yeah. do we sin more so that grace may abound more? God right. forbid. But right. I, I think it's just important for us. I think sometimes we come in and we worship God because we've had a good week. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, no, that's not why you come in and worship God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you were bound for hell. Mm-hmm. And now you're not. Yeah. So for that's that why. reason alone, I, I remember being uh, in Africa when I spent a long time there and, and I was speaking and, and it was hard to speak to a translator, but I remember being overwhelmed by this illustration and I felt so led to give it. Um, and, uh, and I was trying to help people understand that Jesus took the full wrath of mm-hmm. God. Yeah. And so I, I gave them the illustration of the dam yeah. and holding back all the water and imagine that dam broke. And now that all of those millions of gallons of water are now headed towards you. There's no hope for you. There's no hope for the town. Right. There's, I mean, we're all dead, but imagine as that is coming to take you. All right, away. Mm-hmm. Imagine the earth opens up mm-hmm. j- between you and that water, and that crack in the earth swallows every last drop of that water and saves you. That's what Jesus did on the cross. Mm-hmm. He drank from that cup mm-hmm. every last drop of God's wrath so that you and I could stand before God righteous. Yeah. How is that not why you come to worship yeah, every Sunday? <clears throat> yeah, I think the... Um, the, the line that I I think that's what people have such a hard time with justification because they can't get over the fact they can't get over forgiveness like yeah mm. they don't you know what I'm saying because forgiveness is like what you're describing there it's like such a, a huge thing but forgiveness is like him drinking the wrath right taking taking that but then the the justification is but then simultaneously giving you his righteousness right yeah. so it's like the line that I used, which wasn't mine, it was Tim Keller's, but it was, um, you know, forgiveness says you are forgiven, you may go. Mm. Like you're no longer mm-hmm. held to that penalty. For So forgiveness says you're free to go, but justification says you may come. Mm. And so that contrast, because we can't get past forgiveness, it's hard for us to ever really embrace justification. Like we can't, we can't get over the fact that God would truly forgive us. Yeah. And so therefore we can't live... Mm. In just in justification, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, anyway, um, verse mm. six was the next verse. I want to read it with verse five, you know, because those these verses are broken. In by the, the way, chapter one, if you know this, the uh, Ephesians, 
of Ephesians, mm-hmm. the entire chapter, even into chapter two, mm-hmm. it's all in the original language, one sentence. Hmm. Most people didn't know I that. did not know that. One sentence. And one other fact that we skipped over yeah. was the first Corinthians chapter two. Oh, yeah. Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, mm-hmm. nor mind has conceived what God can do through those who love him. Yeah. And Ephesians is the answer or the it is the revelation of that or the fulfillment of that scripture. Hmm. Yep. A lot of people don't realize that. Hmm. Um let me read. Let me read verse six along with verse five because verse. If I read verse six by itself, it just kind of picks up in the middle. So I'll just read verse five again into verse six. It okay. says, um, "He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will." Verse six to the praise of His mm. glorious grace, which He has freely given us mm. in the one He, in in the one He loves. Mm. So I think that's kind of self explanatory. It's like do you, the the quote that I wrote down was like. Do you realize that God is infinitely greater than anything that this world has to offer? Yeah. I th- I think until you can fully answer that question honestly with yourself, I, I really think you're just playing games with God. Mm. Yeah. Read like read that question one more time for the listener. Do you realize that God is infinitely greater than anything this world has to offer? Mm. You use the uh you told the story of the guy, the book. $3 worth of God. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was good. Yeah. Yeah, $3 worth of God. You know, I'd, I'd like to buy $3 worth of God, please. You know, not enough to explode my heart or to disturb my sleep. You know, I just want to snooze in the sunshine, mm-hmm. a nice cup of warm milk or whatever. Um, but I, I, I'll, I'll take eternity in a sack, I think is what how he said it. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to buy $3 worth of God, please. And, and the illustration there was... Um, everybody gets focused on $3 and I'm like, no, you're missing the point. The point is any amount right there Mm -hmm. means you're still playing games with God. Mm -hmm. You could say, I want to buy a million dollars worth of God. And there are people who play these games in church. They'll come in and they'll be like, Hey man, I I deserve the best seat in the house because I've, you know, Mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm a million dollars into invested into this thing. Mm -hmm. But the reality is this, the question, I think Jesus answered that with the widow's might. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, and this has not got anything to do with money. Right. This has got everything to do with who you are. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with what Christ meant when he said, unless you take up your cross and deny yourself and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. What he's saying is anything less than everything mm-hmm. is nothing. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what you said in the message <laughs> with, <laughs> with God. Sorry. <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, I Way said to own that. I, uh, <laughs> now I really sound like Chris Rodney. You, you remember that time? Remember when, that time when you said, <laughs> "When you said with God, it's all or nothing." <laughs> Crickets. No, I gotta get better at the oh, sound yeah. effects. <laughs> you remember that time, Joey, when when you were, when you were preaching and and you said, you know, uh, that with God it's everything or or. Or nothing at all. (laughs) 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 But you brought it all together at the end. What you Mm -hmm. said was, you know, kind of tying back to where you started the message was, what. so what does all this mean, essentially, is is that our prayer should be, you know, uh, 
Lord, don't let the things of this world keep be the things that keep me up. Don't let the things of this world be the things that are essentially on the forefront of my mind. Yeah. God, you keep me up. Yeah. You be on the forefront of my mind. So Yeah. I was telling Tiffany uh, before the podcast started that a student texted me last night about, um, you know, because he was overwhelmed. He was like, man, this scripture where Jesus says um, that it's better to, you know, um, lose the whole world. Mm-hmm. you know, um, then lose your soul. Uh, so, so basically he was really overwhelmed by that scripture and we just got to talking about it. And I was like, man, that is, that is so true. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like for, for a lot of kids, for them to realize that they're, cause think about it, how many shiny things are out there with hooks in them? I know I sound like Andy Griffith when I'm talking like this, but how <laughs> yeah. many shiny things are out there with hooks in them? And, um, and our kids, our kids are buying it hook, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And, and so for our students to be awakened to that, that's what I told this kid. I was like, you, you didn't come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. God brought you there. Yeah. And because what you're saying out of your mouth is not, is not the kid I normally talk to, yeah. you know, yeah. God is really moving among our students. And so, um, if you are a prayer out there, and I don't care if you live in Alabama, go to our church or whatever, if you're a prayer, please pray for our students because God is moving among them. And if any of these kids, I, I, just one, takes this to the nth degree, mm-hmm. look out world. Yeah. Look out world. Cool. So what else happened Sunday other than that? <laughs> uh, we had, mm, uh, well, it was Father's Day. Not Sunday. What's uh, yeah? Worship was great, um, mm-hmm. and the worship team continues to do a great job. And they were they had to uh, sh- they had to kind of uh, pivot last minute because uh, Mac was sick. He got he was mm-hmm. homesick, so get well, Mac. Uh, and get well, my bro. They they so they had to pivot uh, because of that, but they still did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I was blown away by the flexibility. Of yeah. our worship team, yeah, people were playing instruments that I didn't even know they could play. Yeah, I did not know that Zach Wasn't Turner, that cool? one of our senior high kids who was on this beach camp, who yeah. made a decision for Cross mm-hmm. um, to just no more games or anything like that, and he, and he was up there, and I'm I'm normally see him on the drums, but to see him behind the piano, yeah, mm-hmm. and to literally carry a couple of those songs, like, yeah, I was nervous for him. And then Shannon, and, who's usually on the drums. Got up and start playing acoustic. Did not know he could awesome. do that. Well, you know, I taught him that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or shit. Like. I'm kidding. No, that was funny though because they were they were doing sound check and they were kind of getting ready yesterday or yesterday Sunday morning, and Shannon texted me and said, "Hey, is your guitar here?" So I took that as in like Max' guitar's messed up, something's mm-hmm. going on, and so I went and grabbed the guitar and it came up. Or no, actually, I went up there first and. Shannon was like, oh, no, Mac's sick. He's at home. And I was like, so what, what do you, what's the deal? Yeah, <laughs> so he, they yeah. said, he said, uh, well, there's not a lot of drums on the last song, so I'm just going to play guitar instead. Yeah. So, yeah, that is cool to see them move and around. And shout, shout out to Emma and Holly. They really sound good together. Yeah. 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 Uh, so voices. coming up, right now, our kids, by the way, are they're going, they're doing their day camp at Cornerstone Camp in, uh, in the Gardendale area. Uh, I guess Brookside technically, I guess, is where that's at. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so they're doing that daily. 
Uh, they went Monday. They're there today. They're there right now, and then they'll be there tomorrow. They'll be finishing up. Uh, mm. So that that's happening. And then and shout out to our unsung heroes on that, Miss Joanna Hale and Haley Minchu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting those driving kids out the there. vans and getting the kids there, hanging out with them all day. At camp. Oh gosh, so blessed. Yes. Yep. To have them. Um. So next Wednesday night on the twenty eighth, we have a night of worship coming up. Yes, church wide. Churchwide. Bring the family. Yeah. So everybody come out to that. And then uh, let's what see. What time does that start? 6.30. 6.30. Yep. All right. So, yeah, then there's other things coming up. The week after that, there's a fifth grade camp. The week, Then the week after that, we'll be having a bingo night in July, July 12th. So Please tell yes. people <laughs> what that is. <laughs> what are you talking I about? I don't want to bingo <laughs> at the church. Bingo. People would be like, what kind of money am I going to make? <laughs> Come no, on it's out. not that kind of bingo. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> You gotta say it like that, boy. It could be. I like how you called it bingo, but it's wingo. Wingo, bingo. bingo. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, we yep. thought about having Dad a shirt. jokes included. Yeah, <laughs> we thought about having a shirt made, but I don't know. Just, I like it. it I was, like it. It was funny. Like I would the, wear it. The design was fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> the design looked amazing. It said wingo, bingo on it, but yes, it did. It just, I don't know. It's just a fun night where we yeah. get together and our our church plays bingo and then we give out like little door prizes and stuff. It's a lot yeah. of fun. If, yeah. you win, not, if you win bingo, you either win like a, a little gift card or maybe some sort of silly prize or whatever. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of Catholics out there. You got excited. Would you sit me? <laughs> Y'all come on out. We're going to play some bingo. $5 a card. <laughs> no, it's not. Cards are free. Cards are free. <laughs> Everything's free. <laughs> and we'll be will we be having dinner that night? Yeah, we'll be doing something. Yes. I think that's the plan as of right now. We're it we've got it we've got it written in as cookout. And so we're kind of going back and forth on what we'll be cooking out. Yeah. Once we did a shrimp bowl, that's a possibility. Also, you know, I don't know. We'll be talking about we'll figure it out. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of cookout, that may be my favorite fast food place right now. It's definitely the cheapest place. It's most eat. that's why I like it. And it's so good. Mm. Their milkshakes are something special. <sighs> I've never tell been. You. I love how you can just invent a milkshake. Exactly. That's exactly what happened to us. And uh, my son's girlfriend, Madison, put together something that we all, like the poor girl, barely even got any sips because we all were all <laughs> taste testing it. It was that good. Who put you on cookout, though? Come on. Huh? Who put you on cookout? You remember that? I do remember that. It was you in Rome, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> we were in, in Rome, Rome, Georgia. We were on Georgia, and I was like, hey, Joey, when, they didn't, when in Rome? <laughs> he did say that, by the way. I live with this kind of corniness. But, uh, yes. uh, no, but but they they didn't exist in Alabama at that point, did they? I think there was one maybe close to Jacksonville at the time, or, okay. or it was a, maybe it was about to open, or maybe mm -hmm. that. But there was definitely not any around the Birmingham metro no. area for sure. No. But I had had it multiple times in North Carolina. And that's what I told him. I was like, have you had cookout? And he was like, no. I was like, we got to make that happen. Mm. I've never been to one. That's where the students went on the way back from camp, isn't it? I think so. It yeah. is, yes. Yeah. yeah. The greatest thing good. about cookout, other than the milkshakes, like I said, it's very affordable. And you can do a side is like a chicken quesadilla. What? It is serious. Where's the closest one? It's the <laughs> There's one on Lakeshore. Yep. Oh, okay. That's the closest. The uh, That's... But that, that's what's so cool about it, especially if you have small children. Oh. You, you could go get like a double combo or whatever, and oh. you could you could have like if one of them wants a cheeseburger and the other one wants a corn dog, and then 
Yeah. You still get a side. Like, you could get a corn dog as a side. Like, it's it's mm. it's unique. Yeah. It's unique. Yeah. If you hadn't tried cookout, you need to go try it. It's also right. Christian-owned and operated. It nice. is Christian-owned and operated. They play worship music in there. Bible verses on the cups. Yep. Very cool. Yep. You're welcome. Nice. Yep. You're welcome. What else? <laughs> what are we going to call this episode? Hey, Something about octopuses. BBS registration is oh, open. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing Ooh. that. Volunteers, kids, hey, get signed up. Volunteers will get a free shirt if you register by July 7th. We revealed so. the BBS theme this past Sunday. Do, 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 do. Power up. <laughs> I Power appreciate up. that you just went for it, though. I will say this. When, I, when the kids or the students, high school students, saw what the theme was, mm-hmm. They, I know they came up to you, Blake. They are already like, I'm dressing up like Mario. I'm dressing up like yeah. Luigi. They're yeah. already like oh, getting yeah. fired up about this. So if you want, <laughs> so if you want your kid body. to power up, that's coming through. My, I thought that was coming through the thing. It's coming through my speakers. I love it. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, go to our website. You want to tell them a little bit how they can register? Yeah, it's on the homepage of our website, highpointcommunitychurch.org. Um, just there's a button for volunteers and a button for kids to register, and then uh, also on our, our Facebook app. page as well. Yep, we've we've posted the link on our Facebook page, our Instagram, and our uh, the High Point Church app. Mm-hmm. So get that downloaded, hit the event section, and you'll be right there. It's gonna be good. Yes, it's gonna be awesome. All right. Anything else? What's this episode called? <laughs> Octopus Takeover. <laughs> I was I was gonna say Space Invaders, but uh... <laughs> Octopus Invaders. No. Mm. O- Octopus Aliens. Octopus in Christ. No, let's say that's not good. <laughs> no, that's not good. No, that's no, not no, good. No, no, no. Forget I said that. Uh, <laughs> I, in honor of your mom, body snatchers. <laughs> <laughs> No. Y'all remember that? Uh, yeah. Oh, you remember yeah. that? Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yeah, Invasion of the Body yes. Snatchers. Yeah. Octopuses. Well, we'll figure it out. I think it's got to have octopus in there. Oh, somewhere. it will. Yeah. We'll figure it out. It'll be on there. Okay. All right. See, See ya. Later. Sandy Grevy. <laughs> <laughs>